Hey, what's up, you guys? It's your host, Aaron Gomez from the Mashup Movie Talk. I am joined by Keanu, as always. Um, so we took a week off last week because we did throw out two episodes for Comic-Con. And since then, you know, not much has really happened. But even before we started recording, Keanu, I know you just saw Detective Pikachu. How was it? <laughs> oh, I loved it, dude. It was it, it literally it made me want to play the game immediately. And like I spent the whole so my sister watched it with me and mm-hmm. I, I she's two and a half and I've taught her. Who Pikachu is because I wear a lot of graphic tees and like all of my different favorite fandoms are on the tees. So like I wore a Ghostbuster shirt and she's like, "What that?" And I'm like, "Ghostbuster." She's like, "Ghostbuster." And then I wore a Pik- I wore a Pokemon shirt I got from a from a family a family member years ago, but it has like um, the starters from the sixth generation, I think, with yeah. like Froakie, like Froakie and and Chespin, um, and Pikachu's in the center. And uh, she all day she'll go to the shirt and say, "What's that?" I'm like, "Pikachu." She'd be like, "Pikachu." What's that? So like Froakie. She'd be like, Fro- yeah. So ever since I wore that shirt, she knows who Pikachu is, and she's like, she she's a fan of it. So we put the movie on, and she, the whole the whole time she's like, she was loving it, and she's like, like she was reacting to the different stuff. She's like, oh no, and she's like, Pikachu, Pikachu. It was fantastic. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm biased just from that alone, but uh, it also, I mean, like I said, it literally reminded me of my childhood. It reminded me of playing the Game Boy, you know, like. Pokemon Yellow, because you know, that's what's so cool is like my first game was Pokemon Yellow, and the whole movie's about Pikachu, so it just was like a super nostalgic trip, um, and I really enjoyed it. I'm happy. It made, I'm happy. I was, you know, on my phone right now is the box office um, earnings for it because I wanted to make sure it was successful, mm-hmm. and uh, it made four four hundred thirty million on a hundred fifty million budget, which is really Damn. good. So More I'm very happy with that. Um, yeah, so yeah. it's more more than double. That's a kind of amazing. And dude, like. Honestly, I lost track of Pokemon maybe after Sapphire and Ruby, and I barely know that generation. You know what I mean? So I'm like yeah, yeah. way behind. But yeah, like I need to like stack up on my tees, like my graphic tees, because I, you know, the website T Public where you can literally get any type of art, like whether it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I put yeah, I put art on there sometimes. Yeah, and it's so cheap. Like for I don't know. I mean, it, it, the like the the quality's good. I mean, I bought like um. A Civil War shirt where it was like choose your fighter and it was Cap versus Iron oh, Man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like a lot of people were looking at that, but that's good that like hearing that um, Pokemon is killing it, especially that because um, when I saw the trailer, I didn't know who Greninja was until like Smash. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like characters like that, but besides Pokemon killing it, we're gonna start off with Disney. <laughs> so Disney is the Illuminati, ladies and gentlemen. Facts um, confirmed. Yeah, pretty much confirmed, and it's like it, it gives me chills to talk about it because I'm like, nothing can stop them, nothing. So the reason I'm saying this is because the House of Mouse already surpassed seven point six seven billion, and it's already July. <laughs> so that include includes five billion overseas, and it's breaking its own record from 2016 with seven point six one. So the whole point of this is because every quarter, you know, Disney has a conference call for like their shareholders to see what's the update and everything. But apparently this qu- this third quarter that just came up and finished, they lost $700 million and they're not really worried about it, but they're kind of blaming their their fall in that $700 million to Dark Phoenix, which is kind of so well, funny. They, they absorb the, uh, the loss. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because they bought them out and then now they're taking the punches. But like the, the future is bright for Disney because... Oh my gosh, yeah. It's so bright. Like, I literally just tweeted, like, Disney is the Illuminati coming November. Like, it's over. Like, I don't know how anyone can even go against them. Um, But, like, just to say from, you know, Phase 4 even being announced, it's so tied to the streaming service. And it had the six biggest films of the year globally, three of which have already crossed a billion. So we had Avengers Endgame. Captain Marvel that crossed a billion, Aladdin crossed a billion, and The Lion King, which is at 962 million, and Toy Story is at 917, which are expected to both cross a billion, which is a no-brainer. So, like, ugh, it's it's insane how much power they have. And what are you thinking of these numbers and, like, the fact that, you know, we'll hit on November? It's just sky's the limit. Well, it isn't. I think The Lion King actually just passed, it passed a billion. Oh, probably. There you go. I think, uh, and the, I'm actually, I'm wondering if, um, if, uh, Toy Story, I wonder, Toy Story is so close, I wonder if it's going to, it needs, what, another, 
90 mil. I wonder if it'll make that. Does it have any other territories to open up in, I wonder? Yeah, yeah. Lion, Lion King is at 1.2 billion. Oh, see there? It's, they're killing it. It's just, it's, a, it's insane. It's so it's, insane. It's, it's insane how much, like, it's, it's, I can't even put it into words. And, and we're not even, like, when I, when I saw your next note, I'm like, oh my gosh, we still have all this left? Mm-hmm. It's only July. It's not even the wrap up of the year. You know what I mean? It's like once the the holiday season hits, it's over. It seriously is over. But so like Captain Marvel was this year. Yeah. So Captain Marvel is one point one billion. That was well, this that, year. It came out. Uh, well, that's what they said. The films of the year globally. So let's let's say. I just I, it feels what, like it was like yeah so it's probably long, last like, year but it, it probably what let me see double when check it came out. It came out. This is yeah, from an article. shit. Jeez, it was March 8th. That feels See? like it was an era ago. Yeah, it does. I thought it was at least um, 18. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, that oh hit my God, 1 billion. Vomiting they're, money. They're vomiting money. It's absurd. And, like, to put in, like, another fact to com- in comparison, the only other studio to have a top five film, <laughs> top five film globally is Sony, which is Spider Man Far From Home, which, which is. <laughs> Which is like still MCU, you know what I mean? <laughs> and if you guys don't know MCU, you should know this, but MCU is tied to Disney. So it's like, it's weird because Spider-Man Far From Home, just to put people in context, is the culmination of Sony and Marvel Cinematic Universe's Disney working together to make this film. Um, there was rumors that they were saying if, they, if Spider-Man didn't cross a billion, they were going to take back Spider-Man, which is a weird contract thing. Well, but don't got to worry about it. Yeah, so sit down, Sony. Uh, make your Morbius movie and kiss ass and let it flop yeah let it flop with jared leto trying to be all his, his extra crazy. acting said he's drinking yeah. real, I'm, sure, I'm sure he's drinking real blood on the set of that damn film he said in every cast member of a cut finger or something <laughs> stupid. it's it just uh mind blows me like how much that's the is... only way to act no no that's yeah that's his that's his it. way of acting he always gets the weirdest roles it's like weird. I they don't know. Stop doing that. They didn't give him a very regular role, so he acts like a regular person. Like I'm thinking of Suicide Squad. I'm thinking of Blade Runner, where he's just like out of blind, this... but not blind. Yeah, and he just he talks like this, and um, the I'm future, just... the future. Yeah, I mean, I can't like, talk shit because right. I love that film, but still, the future. <laughs> I do love that film, but I do think it's gonna be um, it's good, but I think it's gonna have its own like build up over time, like the original Blade Runner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. You know definitely, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Blade Runner wasn't a, su- a success, like the first one. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. As much it's as Denis Villeneuve had a stamp all over the second one, it still like you know, a lot well, of people. It's a were very like, methodical piece. It's a very slow, thought-provoking, methodical piece. I mean, it was very slow. I saw it in theaters. It, I was like, I like it, but it was like dragging a bit. But I liked it. That's know? uh, you know, uh, that summarizes Once Upon a Time for me. Oh, I haven't seen it, you son of a bitch. It's so it, I I when I came out of it, I was I was unsure, and the further I got away from it, the more I enjoyed it. But I watched it at like eleven o'clock at night, so it was two two hours forty five, and it honestly felt uh, longer than Endgame. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I me personally, I mean, I haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I heard mixed things. Um, I heard I heard it's really esoteric, where it's like it does a good reference to six, the sixties, but like. It's for that niche group. You yes, know what I mean? Like that's correct. That's, that, that is correct. That is okay, all correct. So, all right, cool. Because that's what I heard. And I'm like, okay, I, I, but whatever. What were you going to say? To put it into perspective, I went with my best friend. And I'm a huge you know, cinema buff. I'm a huge, you know, I study film, study history. I'm well-versed in, in, in references like the Sharon, like Sharon Tate's murders and Charles Manson. And so I left it and I got all that. And my friend, uh, my best friend left it and he was like, I'm not going to lie. I, that was, he was like, I thought it looked really cool, but I also, there were so many things I didn't get. And just like, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm what? <laughs> like, he was just like, yeah. what? But I mean, so, it's, yeah, that, it's still that. rated, it's still rated well, Rotten Tomatoes. And that's what I hear. It's just like, it's only for a certain group of people to really be satisfied by it. But like, I, I'm a Quentin Tarantino fan. Um, I want him to do a Kill Bill Volume Three because that's what he was talking about. As he's possible. only got one left. I know, but you're not an athlete, buddy. You don't have to retire. <laughs> just, I, that's a whole nother bag of worms. But, uh, but like, I love the soundtrack. The soundtrack is fantastic. It's like it's like it, the soundtrack has the actual commercials from back in the day, so it feels like you're listening to a radio station. It's really cool. And that's his style. Like ever since like Grindhouse, you know what I mean? Yeah. He loves that like 70s, 60s, that vibe. Yeah, Grindhouse. Uh, but that that movie was like what three hours long because it was two movies in one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was like a, an homage to old like old classic movies because there'd be a two in one. 
But going back to Disney, it's only quarter three, and it's only July, and you know they still have three major major potential, blech, three major potential blockbusters on deck. So like Maleficent, the sequel, you know, coming in October two thousand nineteen, Frozen two is November two thousand nineteen, and then Star Wars: Rise of the Skywalker. Um, that's just Rise so of a Skywalker. Bill, a bill, a bill, a billion, yeah. a billion. So let's just say, I mean. I'll say a bill for Frozen Two and Star Wars, but you think Maleficent would hit that level of? Didn't Maleficent the first one come out with a, a bill? I got I don't know, man. I, Maleficent. I, I didn't even watch it, so let's. I saw look it with it my mom. Up. I saw it with my mom. Me mom. Yeah, I saw it with my mom. I'm pretty sure it made a bill. Let me see. I'm clicking on it right now, and no, it didn't. It didn't. It made 750. Yeah. Okay. So 750. Okay. So I, no, so probably not a bill. So, no, it won't so, be a bill. Because so you're, you're gonna make, you're gonna make two bill and a half. So, yeah. um, oh yeah, but this, the, the notes I had, it says like, you know, Frozen 2 and Rise of Scar are, are likely to hit 1 billion. No shocker. So, you know what I got mixed up with? Um, the original Alice in Wonderland, that one made a bill. The original remake, the one that started all of this. That's true. Because we were that's in like, high, we were in high school with. when that came out. So yeah, 2010. Jesus. Nine years Man, ago. Old. Old. See, that started off, but the sequel was like garbage. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh! Yeah, it it only made like three hundred mil, which is insane. Like compared, like it, it on a, on a budget of one hundred and seventy million, it only made three hundred mil. That's crazy. Yeah. And like you're trying to piggyback off, you know, the original and trying to stand up to it, and it's it just. Oh, I wonder if this Maleficent will do the same thing and 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 make a lot less money. I don't. This is the thing I notice. Like, okay, it has a it's a Disney property, yes. And Angelina Jolie's tied to it. I feel like sometimes, this is my opinion. Sometimes I feel like the the era of like, um, you know, stars being in movies is like not there anymore. Like, say Tom Cruise. Like, oh, you think maybe in the nineties, two thousands, like Tom Cruise is an instant seller, but like today his movies are like all right. You know what I mean? Like, if Arnold Schwarzenegger came back, it'd be like popular, but it's not going to be like a gangbuster blockbuster. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like moviegoers now are actually just looking for like genuinely good movies and just the, the cast yeah the stars don't necessarily the same thing with like because like will smith was like the bankable star and now yeah. it's like just it started with um that movie he did with his son the whatever earth one mm-hmm. and uh ever since then like you know it's him being in a film doesn't guarantee mega money you know like it's just if he's in a film that is a property that people are interested in it's one thing, but his, but people's, yeah, like you said, stars don't sell movies anymore. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if, franchise adaptations honestly do. I mean, that really is what it is. The only one I can honestly, the only thing I can think of, and it's not, it's not even the same thing, but the only thing I can think of that's even remotely close to it is John, is like Keanu Reeves with like John Wick. You know, like yeah. Keanu Reeves because he's going through his resurgence, but mm-hmm. even then, it's nowhere near the level we're talking about. It's just like a fun little extra, you know. Yeah, exactly, and I just think it's such a classic, you know, two thousands, nineties, and like everything below thing yeah, like if yeah. tom if tom hanks came out like leading in a movie it'd be like acknowledged but it wouldn't be like a gangbuster or straight blockbuster as expected, yeah. you know um but if we're continuing off disney so we're gonna talk about disney plus because in this this conference call they were pretty much saying how disney plus is going well first off it's getting paired up with espn plus and ad supported hulu for all for under 15 dollars a month Woo! Which is whoo, see ya. Um, so the cool thing is, if you're like a D twenty three fan club member, which is like you know Disney's huge event that's coming up, where they it's pretty much their own little Comic Con thing. Um, you get first access to Disney Plus, and if we had to break it down on its own, Disney Plus will cost six ninety nine per month or six sixty nine ninety nine annually. And currently, if you want to do a comparison of that, Hulu, which is owned by Disney right now, um, ad, the ad-supported version is five ninety nine a month, and the premium is eleven ninety nine for, for with no ads. And ESPN Plus, on the other hand, is available for five uh, four ninety nine a month and forty nine ninety nine annually. So, if you get Disney Plus with the th- uh, three part package, you save pretty much like five dollars a month on their streaming budget. It's which like, is not ba- which is which is pretty good. Which is really good, and I can I can I can say this like is ESPN Plus is great for certain audiences because like I think 
Disney Plus is like the major thing, but ESPN Plus and Hulu, I feel like they're kind of like a, you know, the cherry on top because I think they don't yeah. stand they don't stand as well on their own without Disney Plus, but they're a good bonus. So ESPN Plus is great for like soccer fans and it they just dads. just like yeah dads. soccer dads and they also sign a contract with the UFC, which is exclusively showing free fights on ESPN Plus if you get the package and the um you can order the pay per view off of ESPN Plus. And you can only order the pay-per-view if you're a member. So that's where they kind of like niche. So you got to um, pay on top of that? So, yeah. So you have oh to. Oh, my gosh. But the, but the thing is they support bars and like local businesses where they can have a deal where they don't have to have uh, ESPN+. Plus. But like uh, if you're the average consumer, you're going to have to buy ESPN+, Plus, which is a $5, on top of the pay-per-view. So it uh, kind of pushes you to get it. Yeah. Um, that's why I think ESPN+, Plus is like – it needs to be supported by something to live on. Um, yeah. Because it only hits certain audiences. It only hits soccer and it only hits UFC. And that's only that's not everyone. And it, it, it's lackluster in, like, basketball and it's lackluster in football. I can, like, vouch for that. And Hulu, I mean, what are your thoughts on Hulu? I think it's, like, a good service, but I really don't think it's, like, a, a strong... I don't know. I, it's cool that Spotify gets it, but I don't think it's that strong of a streaming service on its own. I think I think what's funny I think like I think the perception is what you is exactly what you said is not that strong on its own but actually it's really all you need like it has everything current you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying like it's 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 one of the best ways to cut the cable and to cut you know to cut cable like it's it has like new new episodes new seasons as they come up you're not waiting like on Netflix for the whole you know a year for it to go up it's pretty like I think, like you said, I think, I think the biggest thing is it's perception. I think people just like they think Netflix first, and then they kind of Hulu falls to, to the wayside. But Hulu is is honestly one of the, one of the best options out there. Like it, it has so much content, it has all the new stuff as it comes up, and you know, and you you can either do ad with ads or without. And it's it's. Uh, but I think it definitely. I think this little combo deal, this little trifecta, is 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 like that it, for someone who was like, I need a streaming service, but I don't want to spend money on all of them this right here for $15 a month you're getting it's the insane. dad the mom the kids you're getting everybody it's it's crazy it's just they're they're gonna kill the market and I'm gonna say some quotes from this article I'm reading off of CNBC pretty much what by Bogger by Bogger was saying he says our play is to have general entertainment we'll call it Hulu more family-like entertainment which is Disney plus and sports Iger said on the call and that bundle that we're creating that is twelve ninety nine a bundle where you can buy all three offers consumers tremendous volume, tremendous quality, and tremendous variety for a good price. So it's kind of it's it's crazy. And then on top of that, they said that Disney Plus is will make a new will make new content based on old characters like store uh, Toy Story is going to have a spinoff within Disney Plus. Monsters Inc is going to have a spinoff. You know, Star Wars is we already know that with the Mandalorian and the Cassie and Andor spinoff and they're also talking about other properties like reimagining Home Alone and Night at the Museum and Cheaper by the Dozen and Diary of a Wimpy Kid which is it's just it's just straight like money for them and it it's not only a win for Disney but it's a win for streaming because the quality of it is going to go up where I think it's going to start to match movie theaters um, do you like? Are you in agreement with this? Because I just... sure, yes, sir, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> Captain Captain Falcon and, and Winter Soldier is, is 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 the proof is all the proof you need. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You got granted, Anthony Mackie is on a lot of uh, Netflix stuff, but um, he is, yeah. Uh, you're taking two <laughs> film characters by with film actors, and you're putting a film budget, and it's as important as the film. I mean, it's it's that right there solidifying how important streaming is becoming and, and how how much it's matching you know films and quality and quantity and experience yeah and the fact that they're doing you know even though i'm kind of against this so reimagining home alone and night at the museum which is okay it's just they're building off nostalgia for these old properties and trying to yank like older generations and younger so you know diary of olympic kids such an iconic book it's like it's it's crazy what these properties are gonna do, and they can just it's it's endless. I'm kind of like 
shocked because th- like this whole quarter call happened today, which is Tuesday. Um, we're filming this on a Tuesday night, which will be available to you guys tomorrow, Wednesday. Um, but they also said that or today, like when you were listening or, or today. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, all Disney's films released in 2019 will also be available on Disney Plus as soon as their theatrical and home entertainment window has closed. So like Frozen 2 will be available exclusively on the platform by the summer of 2020. Like, so now you're getting all these pro- these new properties, you're getting all of Disney's properties, and they also even talked about, you know, put it, uh, you know, applying the Simpsons because they bought Fox and they're they're just throwing gangbusters. It's kind of unfair. And I do just want to stamp like they're the Illuminati and just call it a day. <laughs> it's kind of like Europe. it's kind of ridiculous and Remember, I, I did tell you that, like, hey, like, I don't think, I think when Disney Plus comes, I don't think, that, you know, Netflix is going to be dethroned. I'm like, now they have this triple package, oh, it's over. Like, it, it's, it's going to dominate. And plus, so I, lo- I did some research, and they pretty much, there's an article in Forbes that pretty much said, the cold hard math says that Netflix could crash by 70% in the future. Um, so, like, Netflix was... Uh, like at like before it was at 400 it dropped to 328 today um not today but it's currently priced at 328 and they're pretty much saying like how this quarter has been lackluster but netflix is like um we didn't push that much good content but yet again they're on the side netflix is cutting a lot of shows so it's kind of scary to like see what the future of netflix is especially i think the show is OA where it got canceled um on like a, a cliffhanger note. So it, I don't know. I don't know what, what I'm scared for Netflix. Cause I'm, I'm a Netflix fanboy. I can't lie, but I might be I love stranger de- things. Um, <laughs> uh, I love black mirror. Yeah. I love rewatching parks and rec and mm-hmm. new girl, but those will probably be taken off soon. Exactly. For Fox's streaming service or whoever's, mm-hmm. um, honestly though, and, and I, I, okay, I did I did just watch uh, Point Blank with Anthony Mackie and Frank Grillo, um, and I thought that was a fun little film. But honestly, Netflix's original content besides Stranger Things and you know a couple of other you know like I heard good things about Dark. Um, I love Master of None, mm-hmm. but honestly, it feels like a, it feels like it's a handful of good films and an otherwise sea of mediocrity. Yeah, exactly. It, it honestly feels like they give anybody anybody who's any oh, is this not working out? Oh, this this the studio doesn't want to publish you? Okay, just take this take the one hundred million dollar uh, project over here. We'll fund it. That's what it feels like at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is like was cool in the beginning because you got like really cool stuff made that otherwise wouldn't be made. But I just I mean like dude, there's like a million comedy specials and it's like ridiculous. Like for all for all that, make like a. <laughs> Don't take, don't actually do this, but like, just make a streaming a streaming service for comedy specials. Like, it's just there's so much stuff that they're funding that doesn't see the light of day. Like that it's on there and no one's. I mean, I think no one's watching. I know I'm not watching it. And, I mean, I keep it. You know, I keep it because my because it's seven screens, so it's someone in the house is is using it once in the month enough to justify the seventeen dollars. I mean, that's honestly like I had Parks and Rec on earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I watch, you know, and uh, I, I mean, my sister watches the kids stuff. Um, my dad will probably rewatch maybe some of the CW shows when they're on there. My mom will watch a movie here and there. But honestly, yeah, I can see them crashing. They don't they're, they're funding so much random stuff that doesn't really justify the price tag. Um, well for me, you know, seven screens, 4k content, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, okay. So like another, you know, fact is that Netflix already lost, you know, American subscribers last quarter and it only added 2.7 million subscribers worldwide, which is less than the half, less than half the number it added to the same quarter last year. So it's like, it's not growing because they don't got no daredevil. Yeah, exactly. They, (laughs) they messed up with daredevil and everybody uh luke cage and jessica Jones. i mean it's not like disney would have like really been jumping at the bit to renew their stuff anyway with them they want all their content on their stuff anyway it's just like just hearing this call today and this news dropping it's just like it's gonna be disney i'm just gonna take as everything like hulu and all espn as disney 
it's gonna be Disney, yeah, yeah, Netflix, yeah. and then everything yeah, else yeah. is just mini like mediocre. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so we'll like, see. We'll see what HBO Max does because yeah. So I was gonna a... get into that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But no, what are you gonna say about it? Just that that's as close. I mean, it's not the same as Disney, but that's. I feel like that's gonna be as close to a competitor to Disney as you're gonna get. Is is that because it has Warner Brothers, DC, um, Friends, which apparently Friends is like its own freaking. <laughs> People cool. love that. Yeah, legit. So. <laughs> If if you're gonna get as, any close to having a a, a a a big three, it would be Netflix, Disney, and HBO Max. I think. Yeah, d- definitely down the line. Cause um, so if we like, you know, look at it in retrospect to see what's coming. Disney is the 14th largest public company in America, and it's launching this in November. AT and T is the 16th largest American public company. It's launching its own streaming service this year. And like, if you guys don't know, AT&T owns HBO, so like you know HBO Max, which is the most successful premium TV network. Comcast, 26th largest American public company, owns NBC Universal, and they're having their own streaming service in April 2020. So like, they just they just bought The Office for like half a billion. Goodness, goodness gracious, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, people don't want to buy the whole thing on DVD instead of, you know. <laughs> Since they just want to watch it as background sound. <laughs> I mean, um, that's honestly what it is. That it, it is so the sole reason people don't buy DVDs because they want it on the background. And like, mm-hmm. if you have it in the background, you have to change DVDs. Yeah. No, well, that's what. I, listen, I'm literally watching The Office for the fifth time as a background sound, like right now. That's like, just, that's me with Parks and Rec. It's literally my go-to. I'm like, hey yep. Google, play like you know, um, my hey my Google Chrome just responded. Never, exit, <laughs> exit, exit. Cut that out. Cut that out. Exit. Or or no. Hey Google, stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's it bugging. Me. Yeah, my girl's bugging. You know. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, it's just Disney's just throwing bangers, and like the fact that Forbes Forbes magazine is just saying like saying it could crash seventy percent, and like telling people do not buy this. Sheesh! Like Bob Iger's a god. Um, <laughs> it's you know I am a god. Yeah, what's a god to a non-believer? Like what? Uh, but like, remember D twenty three? Those you know, pe- people that are fan- in the fan club of that, they're gonna get the streaming service exclusively free. Um, <clears throat> remember, uh, this launch is November twelfth. But a fun fact is that you know, during the call, Bob Bar- Iger, ah, Bob Iger, confirmed that you know, Marvel Studios Studios has creative control of Deadpool, Fantastic Four, and X Men, which is a good bit to top off. Um. But it's just crazy how much power they're going to have. And I forgot they had ESPN. And talking about the Fox-Disney deal, they bought every property they had except news and sports. So if you're if, if Disney drops because of the quarter and you see it on the stock market, you better buy up and get it now before it goes up. So that's just my recommendation, Word. you know. Um, so we can talk about the next bit. Avengers, um, most expensive scene. A lot of people didn't expect this, but the most expensive scene was Tony's funeral. Spoiler alert. Um, this was due to like casting, be- like all the cast being in one place, and like some of them thought it was a wedding, like Tom Holland. But, <laughs> this, that, isn't they that tell crazy? that kid says nonsense. Well, because he can't keep a secret, and it's like I you mean, ever no, watch you ever watch the video, the YouTube video of him like getting shut down by like other cast mm-hmm. members like yeah hey. yeah 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 i love it it's so funny but like that being the most expensive scene i was thinking like the charge at like the end of Endgame, because um, like you know cgi yeah um but hearing that that's pretty funny but like a bit i want to talk about which is we never got to talk about was the avengers endgame deleted scene where they all honor tony when he dies you mean the scene that should have been in the re-release? Is what should, you're saying? Instead of the Hulk deleted scene with fake ass CGI, nonsense. yeah, a bunch of nonsense and an intro by the Russo brothers. Like, I don't need that. <laughs> but what do you think about this scene, man? I loved it. Oh my gosh, fantastic! I do I, the one th- after rewatching it. I, I do get the the critique of like it gets to a point in the scene where some people are just like kneeling. It feels a little or- inorganic because they're mm-hmm. like, oh, like the way like okay. Hawkeye does it first, and it feels so it feels so organic, and you love it. Yeah. And then like Black Panther, like randomly looks behind him. He's like, oh, he's kneeling, I should kneel. And then like Captain America randomly looks behind her and says, like, oh, he's kneeling, I should kneel. And it's uh, to kneel. So uh, I love the scene. It was so cool, and I'm glad that they included it on the home release. But I kind of get why they didn't include it for the simple fact that it it, it feels a little, some of it feels a little awkward. 
Yeah, I, I do. I do want to agree with that and um, add on because when I was re- rewatching it, I thought the part when Star Lord kneeled was like that's when it got awkward for me. I was like, ah, that felt kind of weird. But I mean, there were some parts that I that showed so much that they showed like a small thing, but it meant so much. So I was yeah, talking, I was yeah. talking, I was talking about Nebula, the fact that she put her knee down because her and Tony were stuck in space. Yep. And the fact that they they could it like bond hobbies. over each other and like you know how stubborn Nebula is, she's like on a knee for him. And Tony, because like, Tony was like so kind to her in the beginning, and she was like, "Oh, friendship." Yeah. Um, another one was um, like another small bit was like Doctor Strange, like after yes. after talking about how he would let, like after saying he would sacrifice him, after yeah. learning that he would have to sacrifice, and then seeing that Tony was up to the task, he was like, damn, like, like, I wish there was, a, you could tell in his, in his face, like, like that subtle acting was like, yo, I wish there was another way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like just Thor and, and Thor and Captain America, like you could, you see how distraught they are and you see how tired Captain America is. Like he, yes. he almost falls oh. over when he goes to go on his, like to go to take a knee. Dude, that's um, the part that got me. That got me so yeah. hard. Yeah. That was, that's where I started to get emotional. Like, okay, Hawkeye, you're kneeling. I'm like, cool, cool. Ca- like Captain Marvel. But the part that got me, was Captain America going on his knee because he was hurt and like Thanos cut his leg and plus like the music was getting to me like the music picked up right when he kneeled and then you cut to Doctor Strange and I'm like oh my god like but you can understand why I was taken out they Russo said it would have been redundant with the funeral but I honestly chose that scene over the funeral I mean what are your thoughts I think because of the reasons we stated, I'm gonna choose the funeral. Yeah, it just the funeral feels more organic. Like mm-hmm. even the funeral has like you know like Drax in a t-shirt, and it's like what? But like <laughs> yeah. I, so it, that's a minor, 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 minor thing. It's not even it's not even like a, a valid. I just thought it was interesting, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm gonna choose a funeral. Yeah, I mean, I like the the honoring Tony thing, but I can understand why they chose the funeral because it showed the whole MCU in one frame. We're including yeah. like Hank Pym. We're including um, General Ross. Like yeah. everybody, the kid from Iron Man three. So it's like that was that whole MCU in one um, one shot. So I can understand why they did that. But I mean, it was a great delete scene, and that got me wanting to buy the um, the Blu-ray for it. But there was also like another scene where Rhodey was talking to Captain America. Did you see that one? Mm, yeah i did i did i did i thought that was hilarious yeah he's like why didn't you why didn't you like uh yeah why didn't you eject and it just cuts right there it's funny because if you guys didn't watch the scene so roadie aka war machines talking to cap he's like um asking like what he's talking about world war ii and he's like why didn't you jump he's like oh you know he didn't respond but like before that he was like why'd you have to crash the plane he's like oh there were bombs in it and pretty much it was just a funny little thing little quarrel because i don't think I, uh war machine and cap really talk yeah no it would i wish that if they didn't keep that i wish they would have found another way to have them interact like you know what i'm saying like i also think war machine just deserves more time like don Cheadle's hilarious like this like that whole film he's coming at everyone's neck that whole mm-hmm. film like it's so funny um so i hope either he gets a, a disney plus show or they put him in a put him in a just put him in another um team up film i don't know guardians i don't know something put him in something yeah, it's kind of um, I don't know. I just think he say he was going at people, and he still got paid a lot of money. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like a good yeah. day for Don Cheadle. But like, yeah. if we're if we're talking like the future of the MCU, there's actually a rumor going around that they're trying to focus on Galactus and Tyrant for the main bad for the next phase, not Phase Four, but Phase Five, since they're gonna have Fantastic Four and X Men. I think this is the best way to go. Um, They've been doing fan theories like Thanos had a backup plan saying, well, this is a fan theory, remember, like Thanos, before he died, he had a second backup plan that he he snapped Galactus into reality so that he could destroy other planets to bring balance. Yeah, yeah that's a reach. Yeah, that's a reach. But, um, you know, Galactus can enter in any time. He can enter in a possible Nova movie. He can do Guardians of the Galaxy. He can do the Eternals. But what are your thoughts on like him being into the the next big bad for the MCU. I mean, I think it's, I, yeah, it should absolutely be Galactus. That's the next, that's like the next step after Thanos. Like before Thanos, everybody knew Galactus. Like I remember Marvel ultimate Alliance two, I think is when he is like, when he set up, he set up in the end of one and he, or no, no. Is it one? Which one is it? That it was, it's one. I, I, 
There's yeah. two Civil War. Yeah, two was the ending where Galactus was teased at the end. Yeah. Oh, uh, was that at the at the end of two? No, no, the one. One, one, one. Oh, one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was he in two? Was he in? But two was Civil War. I'm so lost now. I think he was in. I think he was introduced in one, but they just went the Civil War route. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Well, either way, Galactus was like he was always known. Like when I was younger and I first got into comics, Galactus was was the first person I thought of as a tyrant, as like mm-hmm. as like the big bad, not not a uh, Thanos. So yeah. I definitely think Galactus should be next in line. I think he should be absolutely be the 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 next big bad. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because you know Galactus and Tyrant they both have like a they have quarrels with each other. So it's kind of interesting like if they do a different spin, like will Tyrant be like his servant before Silver Surfer? Who knows? Um, but I just hope if they do Galactus and we do a culmination like a new Avengers, I just hope Blade sticks around. You know. Just to like throw them in the mix. <laughs> that that's what I'm excited for because I'm still on the Blade bandwagon right now, and still kind of shocked by it. But it would ha- I would be more than interested to have the Eater of Worlds be introduced into MCU, especially with you know the Fantastic Four. Um, but like on the side, Eternals finally casted Gemma Chan. Get was it Gemma Chan and Barry Kogan? Kyogen? Um It's just a big Gemma, Gemma was from. Uh... Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel, yeah. So, are they going to recast her as someone else? Because I don't think people are going to recognize her as the yeah. girl, you know. The and makeup pl- and everything. Yeah, and like plus Eternals. If you guys think about it, it this movie's going to take place thousands of years. So, Her ancestor. It could be anything, really. Yeah, but <laughs> it'd be such a reach if it was two thousand years. Like, hey, her ancestor <laughs> here. Remember from Captain? <laughs> That'd be such a reach. I'm like, okay, Marvel. Well, um, what's it was it? Dizmon Hasu, however you say his name. He was yeah. like three different DCU characters. He was the the wizard from Shazam. He was one of the underwater people in Aquaman. One of the underwater races in Aquaman. He was um. Oh, he was a voiceover, right? He was a voiceover. Yeah. He he's in the MCU. He was like two people in the MCU. He mm-hmm. was uh. Well, he was the same guy. He was just uh two movies. He was um. He was in Guardians, and then in, in Captain Marvel, apparently his character was the same because he was with Ronan. No, he was the same. Yeah, but I feel like yeah, yeah. I feel like he had a second role somewhere. Uh, I, feel, I gotta look it up. He either hold on, you you keep going. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, I mean, Marvel's like yeah, yeah. It was um, it was Guardians of the Galaxy, Aquaman. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, it was. I remember it was. It was a. It was. They were saying that he was in two fil- two Marvel films and two DC films, mm-hmm. not two different roles. Okay, that's okay, what. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, knew he I was, was the same. I knew he was the same with Captain Marvel, and uh, and, and Guardians. But I, I, for some reason, I remember the, the the statistic, and I was thinking like, oh, two different roles. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, Marvel's not shy of like recycling their characters because honestly, it's like you know, if once you're in the MC, you're contracted for different properties. But I have no, like we said, like we have no clue really about the Eternals. Um, this is kind of be like the new gods to them uh, for Marvel. Yeah. So yeah. it's crazy because the Eternals has Angelina Jolie has like a, a stack cast. Like, I don't know what to expect from this. I can't, I can't even talk about it because I just don't know much. It's all about gods. So, I mean, if Galactus can show up there, that'd be great. Um, maybe even talking about Thanos and his bloodline, who knows? But another news bit was Marvel ABC. They're trying to make a new show, which is kind of surprising. And, they're trying to lead with a new female character. Um, the quote is, I've spoken to Marvel and we are in active talks about one project in particular, said Burke. Adding the character would be something brand new mostly and that the series would fit in the strat- with its strategy with a female-focused se- superheroes. So I thought Marvel and ABC are done, you know, because like the shield- <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s like wrapping up and I think they want to focus on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I don't know. Like I'm like whatever about it. Like, if you, you're not gonna make, you're not gonna, they're not gonna be connected. So what does it matter? Like, like why you would you? Want, f- you're not gonna bring anyone in. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I and plus, like, I think the quality is, I think the quality is lower for Marvel ABC. Like the show. I mean, yeah, yeah, um, definitely. 
Yeah, I was like, I was, I was being hesitant about saying that because I know you love Agents of Shield. I'm just like, I mean, I love Agents of Shield, but, but just, you can tell they don't get as much budget, they don't get as much leeway with character. I mean, it, it is, you know, it's a fact. Like these, I, I thought they were done and it should be done. Like I'm not gonna go to ABC for my Marvel content. Like you, Marvel realized, you know what? If we're gonna keep it in the MCU, we're gonna keep it all the way in the MCU. Feige's gonna be in charge. We're gonna put it a million dollars on the streaming service. Like that makes sense. Just your ABC stuff, it, it is what. It, like just be be done with it. Yeah, it's yeah. Just I don't know how they're gonna bring people in, and what hero would they have, like She Hulk or something? Or I mean, it's great for representation, but I feel like you should talk to Disney Plus first if you really want to be successful as expected and really be embedded into people's minds when Disney Plus comes. And you know, all these you know, Phase Four I think is gonna be dominating it. So for switching, we're gonna switch it up and go to DC. You know, Batman apparently from the cinematographer for Ben Affleck's Batman, which was you know ended they did say that the movie was actually the movie was supposed to incorporate arkham asylum in it and it was written by both ben affleck and jeff johns and it's kind of sad that it just didn't come into fruition so the oh that would have been so good i know so badass it's just and like deathstroke was going to be in it um like they teased in was it justice league was it superman yeah justice league okay and the justice league would no no was it justice league i forget I don't even remember, man. It I, was you know, Justice League. It was Justice League because at the end of the credit Batman scene. v Superman, he's in jail. And then at yeah, the end of Justice League, yeah, he's getting out of jail. And, he, and that is death, him and Deathstroke. Yes, exactly. So the quote by the cinematographer, um, he said, I wanted to shoot Batman with Ben Affleck because that was the next film we had. There was a script, but not a love script. There was a lot of work he was doing to uh, change it. He was going to. He was going more into the more insanity aspects. He was entering more into the Arkham He's going to he's going into where everyone was bad. So that would have been clearly like a darker aspect and we'd never seen Arkham ever. Uh maybe like a small glimpse in like the Nolan verse, but Yeah. It it sucks. Cause like, you know, we're getting good Batman games and Arkham Asylum was such a great game that started its own trilogy and Damn, like it's a damn shame. And plus it's like Ben Affleck's a good director. Um, you know, Argo and I think it was We Own the Night. Um but like, what else, what are your thoughts on like this being news and like this, you know, getting shuffled away? I'm just extremely distraught. I thought it. it I mean, it would have been. I know it would have been good. Like, I, I love, I love, um, I love Jones, Johns as a writer. I love his stories. I thought Batman Affleck, you know, Batman Affleck is known for like Argo and like creating some, directing some killer movies. Everything about it sounded like it was going to be a success. So I don't mm-hmm. know. It's a shame that it didn't. We didn't see it to fruition because I, I think it would have been really cool. Yeah. So like, in addition to that, like the actual the bat. Well, it's not officially the Batman by Matt Reeves, but um, you know, Matt Reeves actually wants Two Face to be played by you know Black Klansman actor John David Washington, who's Denzel Washington's son. Um, so he's actually being considered the role of Harvey Dent, aka Two Face. I mean, as long as he fits the role, I, I don't mind this. Um, you know, you can race change it. It's like it's fine with me. Um, yeah, and back in the day, Billy D was was uh yeah. It's not the first time. Um, yeah, Billy D was uh, Harvey, but he wasn't Two Face, right? He was yeah. He was they, just they, they set it up, and then they didn't get a chance to. Yeah. So this, um, you know, the Batman so far is having multiple villains, and so far it sounds like Penguin and Catwoman are going to be the lead villains. But, you know, throwing in Two-Face, I feel like, is a no-brainer. And I think this is going to be such a good kickoff for a new trilogy. Um, I'm excited. Like, Matt Reeves. It's just the thing is, like, we're hearing things from the, like, sidelines. And, like, we're not seeing footage until, like, a while. Yeah. Which is, like, hard for us to talk about because we're not getting a lot of content on it. But we can just be like, yeah, I approve, you know? Um Like, if we're building off of a Batman, Kevin Conroy is going to be an adult Bruce Wayne Older That's Bruce so Wayne cool for for Crisis on Infinite Earth. Um, you know, yo, that event is gonna be crazy. That is gonna be, so, be so crazy. Crazy. And they had what's his face um, who, playing Superman, um, Brandon Ruth. Yeah, and now if you guys don't know Kevin Conroy, he's the guy. He's the Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he voiced Batman. And, yeah, he <laughs> such know. an iconic voice. Such an iconic voice. Um, he, like he's Batman the um, in the animated series, and he's did the voiceover for the Arkham video games, and he's gonna play a future Bruce Wayne, just like in uh, Batman uh, Batman Beyond. 
Yeah, and it's it's the it's from the same world as Brandon Routh's Kingdom Come Superman, and well, it's presumably assumed, but that's I'm not now. There's a, wait, what you say? Now, now there's a rumor that uh, Mark Hamill's gonna be the Joker. Yes, I did see that. How I hope, cr- dude, how if that's true, I'm gonna flipping freaking lose my mind at this event because like he's he he he's the, the Joker, Joker to Kevin Conroy's Batman. Like that's it. They're both they're the characters. Like they're ingrained in our memories and our minds. How crazy would you see that? Like, how crazy would that be just to see it live action? You know, ugh. This whole event is gonna be crazy. Like, I mean, it's, I, they're putting out all the stops. I might have to watch it now. Like, oh my I'm gosh, not, like I'm I, not, I'm definitely, I have to watch it. Like, I'm not really a big fan on it, but like hearing the like first Brandon Routh, like, and now Kevin Conroy, and now yeah, I did see you, you know, post out on Facebook that you know Mark Hamill potentially being in it. Sheesh, like D, like DC is so good with TV properties. It's we're ridiculous um as cheesy i think some of the properties are like it has a solid fan base uh yeah yeah you know um it's not going anywhere at all but it's it's whatever i mean like it's not the same as the movie aspect of it but like if we had to talk about the new movie aspect there were some like small tidbits about new gods so avery duvernay announced that dark side and the furies will be in the film um fun note was that like she'll cast some actors from her previous work like her netflix series when they see us which is actually a cat cast by a lot of anonymous um unknowns um i don't know new gods you know the Zack snyder cut like there's so many <laughs> there's so many things about dc movies that comes up that i didn't want to put on the notes because it makes us roll our eyes yeah um because like it's funny because before i we start recording kevin Kevin Smith said there is like a legit Snyder cut. Oh my gosh. And I'm just, I, that's why I didn't add it because I didn't want to piss you <laughs> off. And I was like, I'm Who just going to have to put this in. Yeah. I'm, I legit did put it in because I was like, you know, Keanu's going to roll his eyes back to the back of his brain. I didn't want to, you know. I mean, at this happen. point, either, look, just either release it or, or, or stop. Like, if there really is a cut, then just release a damn thing. Just release it exclusively on streaming services. It costs you no money. All these, honestly, you know, to be honest, it's actually very confusing why they won't just release it. It's going to cost them no money. Just don't even pay, don't even put the money to print it. Put it exclusively on streaming services. People put it on DC Universe. People will have to pay DC Universe to subscribe to watch the film. Just if if it exists, just make the just release the damn thing. You you didn't make that much money off the original anyway. It's a no. It's a no lose scenario. Yeah, it really is. Like you just nailed it on the head. I'm complete agreement. Why don't you put it on DC uh, Universe, uh, the streaming service? So I like I didn't want to put it in because I'm like I'm sick and tired of hearing it too. Because he was like, "Oh, Dark Side's in it." You know, they tease tease the picture. I'm like, anything concept art looks good. Like, yeah, <laughs> but I really don't think this is gonna be good. You know, it's... and usually concept art for some, usually concept art is the closest to adaptation, especially for DC Universe. Mm-hmm. It's usually the closest to adaptations to the comic books than what's actually created. Like, there's concept art for Doomsday, and he looks exactly like he does in the comics. But that we we know we didn't get that on the screen. But it's like, I really don't. Zach's a visual director, so I wasn't expecting high things from you know the the quote unquote Snyder cut. Um, lay to rest, people. Let this shit die. Like, mm-hmm. it's over. Like, m- focus on the future now because we don't even know if we're going to get a Justice League in this decade. Um, but, like, Ava DuVernay, who's very active on Twitter, she answers questions and she said Dark Side's in it and the Furies. Okay, cool. Like, I don't need, you know, this is the polar opposite of, not the opposite, but it's a reflection of the Eternals. Um, people, like, the average moviegoer isn't going to be like, overly excited because the dark side is in it it's just uh, us nerds you know um yeah. but I'm, st- I'm still not even excited i'm just like okay like thank neat. you yeah neat thanks um, i mean the main way this is going to be interesting to us is if it's like super different if it's like which it does have the potential to be because like you know tom king's um mr miracle run is like you know praised as being super you know Mm-hmm. Inter- inter- whatever just interesting um so yeah if this movie comes out and it's like super out there super like joker you know what i'm saying like if it's something where it's like something completely out of left field very different tonally very different film wise i mean yeah that'll be but we won't know that until we get the we until we get it a uh, trailer you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying so it's exactly like you said like okay neat dark sides in this okay neat the furies are in this but like this is a comic book so it's a movie so of course it's like i'm assuming they're gonna be in there so yeah cool but i want to see if it's the fact it's how the film is going to be that's going to end up making us interested in it 
Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, okay, DC movies are doing good so far since like Wonder Woman and Aquaman and stuff like that. I just think we're still in the phase for DC that we're still learning to get our bearings. I think we're still trying to like see what's going to be connected. What's this going to do? Like, how's this going to rate? I think it's like you said, like just to build off that, I just think we're still kind of getting our bearings of like, if this is still a connected universe, Um, but like the new gods are like, it's like the Eternals. It's like literally what it is, gods and everything. And it might not even take place in the same time period as like these other properties, but we just have to see footage, like you said, and Avery DuVernay, you're a great uh, director. It's just I have the highest hopes for you, and I think you're going to kill it. Important news, our final segment before bonus round, Venom 2. Andy Serkis is set to direct. Keanu, start it off. I'm 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 pumped. Regardless of, of Circus's current Rotten Tomatoes history, I, mm-hmm. first of all, I thought the first one was a train wreck. I thought, <laughs> you know, I, th- I thought it was garbage, and uh, I'm very excited to have uh, uh, someone else new at the helm. So that that alone is exciting. And then I think I love Circus. I think he's a great actor. I think he's a great, you know, um, uh, mocap actor. I think he's very talented, and I think that. He has a lot of potential, and I'm I'm very excited, and I'm very happy at this news. Yeah, um, I I'm happy because I know the CGI is gonna be on point. Um, but I'm also like, you know, ambivalent with some stuff because I'm like, you know, like I said, you did mention the Rotten Tomato score. So Andy Serkis's filmography, when it comes to directing, he did Mowgli, which was on Netflix, and it had a 51% Metacritic score and 52% Rotten Tomatoes, and Breathe which is a 51% Metacritic score and 68% Rotten Tomatoes. So these two properties are completely different. Um, I still do, I don't have a feel for Andy Serkis' directing style, but I know they're going to kill it in the CGI department. But I have high hopes. Um, you know, the stuff that's dropping now, they... So this article was saying that that dropped today. It was like it was only yesterday that we learned that Andy Serkis will be taking the helm of Venom Two, but he's already sharing his thoughts on what he was planned, what he planned for the sequel during an appearance at the TCA press tour to promote FX's A Christmas Carol. The film, filmmaker hinted that he intends to take the franchise in a slightly different direction when he starts working on the movie. So, like a cool thing he mentioned was like Tom Hardy. Um, has penned the screenplay alongside with Kelly Marcel, who also worked in the first installment. So the fact that um, Tom's involved with Kelly, who's also the screenwriter, uh, I'm I'm excited. It's I think like if we have it in the hands of like these passionate people like Circus and you know Hardy, who already is in the mindset of the character, what could go wrong? Um, but like you did say, I mean you know, a lot, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Never mind. A lot could go wrong. But like you did say Venom is trash. I think it's hot trash. That's like my opinion of it. <laughs> it's like it's fun. It's a 90s vibe type of film. I can't um, I can't even do that. I can't even give it that. I find the movie I find the movie so frustrating. I I, ha- I, I have I, to watch it one more time. That's a thing. I only watched it once. Yeah, uh, you know what? Let me watch it again cuz this is for yeah. me one viewing. Maybe now I I'm gonna give it another viewing, but I just it, it frustrates me so much. It's well, the thing is, it has so many plot holes. It's ridiculous. Like, oh my gosh, so ridiculous. It's kind of like it's a okay. If you guys haven't seen Venom, it's like you just need to turn off your mind and just go with the punches. Like, I mean, completely off. Yeah, like you just need to. You're you're gonna be like, oh, why did this happen? Why did this happen? And then you're gonna reflect and be like, oh, that was okay. But like, listen, Venom got destroyed, you know, critically, and you know. It, it was still making money for Sony. It it's insane. It's it, insane. And it just kind of like, it's kind of sad because that's kind of what society is. And it's like, all right, we're going to keep a lot of like this, like, you know, hot trash in Around. theaters. Yeah. And giving it like the money, giving it all this money where Sony's going to be making properties like this, like the Morbius film. Um, and Morbius is such a cool character. I just wish it was in an MCU film. I wish, it, I wish Venom and, and, and Morbius were in an MCU, Tom Holland, Kevin Feige directed film. Yeah, no, I, I am in complete okay. agreement, but I'd rather have Morbius and you know a Blade movie because Morbius and Blade are yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're, they play off it's each intrintrically other intrinsically tied. Yeah, intrinsically tied because I don't want to spoil anything, but but yeah, but, yeah. they're they're t- yeah they're tied together, and I don't know, it's weird. I 
it, it, it the Morbius movie is happening. So it's not like it's the silver silver and sable like silver sable film where that was cut. Um, it's happening. So who knows? It's venom, so- venom, 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 venom. <laughs> Every time I think of that film, I just think of Eminem's venom, venom, venom. I didn't even like that track. I'm like, that's so, that felt. No, so I don't forced. think anybody did. <laughs> yeah, it's like venom. It's like forgetful. And I kind of forgot about it till you said it. Minus the part of him, venom, venom, venom. venom. I was like, oh, it's a, it's a venom track. This podcast yeah. is just named Venom from now on. Yeah, we're just gonna- <laughs> we are Venom. That's what we, we are. are Venom. But it's gonna be cool because we have um, Carnage coming in. Yeah, and Woody Harrelson's, you know, even though he looks I mean, like I love Woody Harrelson, I love him, but he clearly looks like he's wearing a wig, and which just kind of takes me out of the film. Andy Circus will make sure to fix that in his film. And yeah, it's Andy Circus and Woody Harrelson have worked together with Planet of the Apes. Um, oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, isn't that good? Uh, fun fact. Uh, so I think they're gonna be just fine. Yeah, but who knows? Let's move on. So like bonus round. People were throwing around this Wolverine theory. (laughs) Venom, venom. Venom. Um, You know, people were throwing around this Wolverine theory. I just want to see what your thoughts was. I read it. I'm like, okay, cool. Maybe. It's just like a way to throw Wolverine and Animantium into the mix. Um, So Thanos' weapon is confirmed by the Russos that it's stronger than Vibranium. If you've seen Endgame, he pretty much destroyed Caps' shield. People were saying, what if that shield was made of uh, Animantium and that was stolen from the Endgame battle? Because, you know, from, uh, what's his name? Thanos is gone. He left his weapons there. What if the government took it and used it for, like, some sort of experiment? I'm like, all right, well, people are really have That's a lot pretty, of time. That's pretty good, though. I'll give them that. You think so? I don't know. Like, I'm still... Enough vibranium, I mean, adamantium to make Wolverine? Like, that's the thing. Who well, knows? I mean, yeah, you just say, like, well, no, I, no, I guess his, well, I guess all his shit was dusted. So, technically, that's off the you... table. Who knows? I mean, I no, just, every like, like it looked like everything was dusted because like I I gotta watch the scene again. I can't even remember, man. Uh, like, no, because like the giant like worm. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I like I was I was on scrolling on Reddit and I remember reading someone's post and they were like, oh look at like look at how this blah blah fades away. It's because Tony Stark didn't want people to um salvage it like like what the Vulture did or whatever. So I'm it's I'm pretty sure all this stuff was was dusted away. Yeah, who knows? But the, it's an interesting theory. I can't lie, but they did say, you know, the, you know, animantium being stronger isn't it like on the same level as vibranium? Except yeah, heavier? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. vibranium's lighter, but adamantium's just like it's the same level, but it's just kind of just heavier. That's why Wolverine's like two hundred pounds for like a five three so, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like you heavy know what I mean? shit. I mean, I want Wolverine to be short, like their interpretation. Like I want him to be like that's a comics. comic book accurate shortness. But I want that because that's what made the X-Men, um, in my eyes, so iconic. It was such a mixture and of different races and different types of like people that like the short guy could be the hero. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? I really don't think they're going to do that. Maybe they have like cast like a 5'8 guy. I mean, I'd be okay with that. Um, yeah, that's fine. Fine with me. But that theory was five, pretty seven. interesting. 5'7", five, 5'8", five, that's fine. Um, we're going to move on to the boys. Uh, I finished the season on Amazon Prime. I give it a 9 out of 10. Like, I'm just going to straight up. You guys need to watch this. If you have Amazon Prime, please get onto it. And they're already doing season two. This is like recent news. I My take from it is that it's a modern day Watchmen where it includes social media and um, social media and politics, a lot of politics and, you know, marketing. And I think it was amazing. But Keanu, you still haven't seen it? Nah, nah. I just, um, which is my last bit for bonus. Uh, but uh, I just wrapped up Swamp Thing. So now I'm I'm pretty much ready to watch a new show. Yeah. So, yeah, the boys, guys, all I can say is watch it. Um, just like add on Euphoria on HBO. You guys got to watch that too. I kind of binged like the whole season in two days. Great show. Um, Zendaya, she's possibly going up for an Emmy for it. Like she well deserved um now next to go over uh it chapter two they did say the runtime is going to be two hours and 45 minutes uh i think it's really rightfully so because you know i mean the book's a trillion pages <laughs> yeah it's it's literally a trillion pages and it needs to be fleshed out until the end because it's gonna be the last movie and another addition is that the cast is getting de-aged the kids are getting de-aged because they don't they're not even a right they're not even 
old enough to play themselves again, like in the first one. So they're going to have to be DH, which is pretty funny to um, really talk about and mention. So, yeah. but to, uh, Keanu, take over for this, this last two bits. Titan season two trailer. Yeah, it looks boss as a wall, man. It looks it looks dope. It's got it's got everybody in it. It's got uh Sir Jorah as uh bat as Bruce it's, Wayne. It's, yeah. It's got uh Jason Todd being Jason Todd just being like a dick, um a, a moron. Uh, it has um freaking Donna Troy. She looks fantastic. I loved her in the first season. And all the cat like Raven. Raven already was amazing in the first season. She looks. She's even more comic book accurate. Hmm. Um. Flashes of Starfire. I'm just gonna assume she's more comic book accurate. Uh, but this the sizzle reel had so much stuff, so many characters, so much cool stuff. Um, Superboy looks fantastic. Uh, De- uh, at the end, Deathstroke kind of looks like um, Deadshot, so I'm hoping that they kind of Fix make that. sure he looks he, he looks more. Yeah, but I'm just, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for season two. I, I was pleasantly surprised by season one, and I'm very excited for season two. I'm honestly watching it right now. Hold on. So that's a, like, how do you like the casting though for season one? Because I'm like, I haven't watched it. Um, um they were fat. I mean, they were all they were all fantastic. I thought. Uh, I I liked. Um, what's the kid's name? Um, Brandon Thaws or whatever his name is. Like he was he was in the Fifth Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, I thought he was a great Robin for mm-hmm. Dick Grayson. Um, Ryan Porter, the kid from um, Big Hero Six, he's a uh, Beast Boy. He's fantastic. Raven was like literally Raven brought to screen. She was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Starfire, Star, Starfire, I, she was. It's hard because I'm so used to her version on like the cartoons, mm-hmm. um, the real cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of it's a little bit tough because I know in the comics she's actually a, a bit more like promiscuous and a bit more just kind of like rough and tough so I, I i don't she she was fine she did a good job i just i'm so used to like naive starfire from the comics that like i mean from the show that it was a little a little bit different for me but I, she was still a good actress and she still did a good job um hawk and dove were a pleasant surprise because like i've always found them kind of eh in the comics because like they were part of like blackest night and whenever i was when i read that i was like who are these people? Um, but I, you know, I actually really enjoyed them in the show. I thought I thought they were um, kind of like not standout, but just kind of like really pleasant breaths of, breaths of fresh air. Um, but yeah, everyone everyone was pretty like I, I thought it, I thought this I thought the first season was a very was a very pleasant surprise, and mm-hmm. I thought everyone they cast was pretty was pretty good. Because I remember they were you know there was controversy with Starfire herself, and then you know the trailer was mixed surprisingly. But yeah, I well, it. I mean, the trailer was mixed, and it, it. I mean, I don't know, like the trailer, because I mean, especially when they were like, "Fuck Batman," like that was, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. felt like it was like, all right, um, let's calm down. But the show is super brutal, but it's not as like, f Batman, f Batman, f Batman. Like it, 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 yeah, it still, yeah. it told its story, and it was just, it was just on a on a darker side. And I thought it was, I thought it was cool. Yeah, I, I just, uh, so I just finished the trailer, and I'm. Like you said, there's a stacked cast. Like I'm seeing a bunch of characters, and I'm, you know, that stroke does look like Deadshot. I think it was the eye. Like I don't know what it was. It was the eye. It was the red. Yeah. It was the red. It was the red Which eye. People were like, "Oh, he has a new 52." I'm like, "Okay, that's great," but he still looks like Deathstroke. Yeah, I mean, from Deadshot, so fix it. Yeah, you need to change that up. And you know, Deathstroke is such a huge part in the Titans. Um, you know, let's talk about your little baby. You know, Swamp Thing. Oh my gosh! You know, you really felt those episodes cut, man. Are you okay to say goodbye? Like I'm fine. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 really frustrating because the show is so good. Um, and they, I mean, listen, for having for having the last three cut while they were like cut from away from them while they were filming the tenth episode. Uh, they did a fantastic job. All you know, considering that fact, it it, it was. The series, the series finale was on par with most average finales, which is uh, which is like really yeah. good, considering they, you know, what I'm saying like it's they had three full episodes cut from them, like they had to basically just make do it what they had. Um, I'm gonna just be, I'm just gonna like spoiler alert, but they, the the, the whole Floronic man, he's not even in the show. They 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 set it up so that it, he would have been the big bad for the last three, and so it ends with a stinger with him turning into Veronica Man at the end. But he's not even in the show. It's good to hear you say that they ended it well for what it is, and it's a shame because you know that budget and like you know the quality they put out and <clears throat> having so many good people producing it, 
just like, it sucks that they couldn't even like send it to HBO or something. But I know, just send it to HBO. I think it's so it's it it's like worthy enough. Yeah, it would it would thrive, especially with HBO Prime coming out. Um, it, I think like any streaming service needs a superhero property, you know, because this is we're at the peak right now. Like we're in the golden age of superhero properties. I think they need something to drive the the nerd like you know the pop culture nerd community to really get bought over. Um, but who knows? Uh, anything final things on Swamp Thing, man? Um, rest in don't peace. I mean. Uh, rest in peace. I mean, I I I want people to watch, like, if anything, just watch the first half. Like, I don't know, man. The first few episodes are so good, and even like the last few episodes are pretty good. But it just started out so strong, and it's so frustrating that it got cut short. Um, yeah. It's gonna take some time for me to uh, to deal with that. All right, man. I'll, I'll, be, sure to, <laughs> I'll be sure. To, I'll be sure to wipe your tears away uh, via Skype. Uh, um, but guys, thank you again for tuning into the Mashup Movie Talk. We are back on the ball. So I kind of want to announce that we're going to do this every Wednesday now. So when I do get Life Talk back together, this is going to be dropping the same day as Life Talk. So episodes every Wednesday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Be sure to rate us on Apple Podcasts, please. It really does help with your feedback. And be sure to like our Facebook page. And be sure to check out our actual website, themashuppodcast.com. I'll see you guys next week.